Blog Talk Radio. Yo, Bird. What's up, man? Rick Camacho, dog. You know how we do it, man. I know you be traveling, doing your thing. Hit me up, dog. I need a, uh, an intro from you for my show. So, Kitchen Radio. If you can't take the heat, nah, that's too cliche. My man DJ Slicks always do it his way. From the bay to the valley, he always put it down with the street level thump and the underground sound. Now you can find him on the dot com, Soul Kitchen Radio. Save it to your favorites, man, that's the best way to go. From the up and coming to the vet on the grind, he plays the kind of music that'll stimulate your mind. It's a sign of the times when the clock strikes 11 and Slick starts to repping with Omezi in the session. One time I missed a Monday but didn't really trip. I just subscribed on iTunes and downloaded Chris. With a click or a tap, he's bound to get you right on your desktop, connect, or your handheld device. So your cousin and your friend about the hottest show with Slick Rick and my show on Soul Kitchen Radio. If you haven't heard Soul Kitchen Radio, man, let me tell you, Soul Kitchen Radio, Slick Rick and my show, Soul Kitchen Radio, Big Old Meezy, Soul Kitchen Radio, Crazy Boy Heads Man with Soul Kitchen Radio, tell your grandma, Soul Kitchen Radio, you are now tuned to Soul Kitchen Radio, new music Monday, Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio, what's up? It's your man Rick Camacho, back in effect, another Monday, another day to be on this radio show, my man Big Omezi. What's up, Omezi? I mean, what it do, man? Good Monday to everybody, man. Good Monday to everybody. Brian is also on the phone with us. B, what's up, Brian? What's going on, man? can stay on for a while. I'll start work soon, but uh, everything's good. Man, we had a great week of, a great week of football. Congratulations again to the 49ers. That, that I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even watch the watch the game. Um, how, how'd that game go? 13 to eight. That was the score. Uh, it was cool, but you know, I, I must admit, I must tip my hat off to the Oakland Raiders. I got to do it. I'd be a sucker if I didn't, because y'all. Y'all, y'all stood up, man. Y'all beat the, y'all beat the, uh, the powerhouse Jets, man. I got to give y'all, you know, big ups, real talk. That was great, man. You know, yesterday before the show, we played, uh, or yesterday for the fantasy football show, I played that Ice Cube, um, um, Raider Nation song, and and it came, it came for real. It was great, man. I love being in the black hole. Love being at, uh, at the Coliseum watching the show. I was at the, I was at the game yesterday. The, you know, what's funny is. We were sitting, my wife, at the end of the show, or at the end of the game, my wife took a picture with Mark Sanchez's mom and grandma. No way. Yeah. Yeah, he has, uh, his grandma is like 95 years old, and she was, we were sitting right in front of their, right in front of their box, and she is like, she's a rowdy, she's a rowdy lady. She's cool. Real cool. Wow. And we waited until the end. Oh, yeah, his mom is cool. His mom is cool. We waited until the end, and, uh. And you know, and everybody was like, "Ah, F you Jets, rah, rah, fuck the Jets, da da da." And then we waited and waited, and then uh, then my wife went up there. She was like, "I want to take a picture with you." And and the lady, she was like, "I got a, I got a uh, Mark Sanchez jersey. I, I I love Mark Sanchez, this and that." And and they were just real open to us. They were like, "Okay, cool, come up here, take a picture with us, and talk for a minute." We talked with them for a minute. It was real cool. It was real nice. So. What was you doing over there? You you was over there fraternizing with the enemy? No, nah, yeah, man. Yeah. Game was over. It, we had already won. It's not, I mean, not I, empty after it's I mean, over. 
Yeah, he kissed the baby yesterday. Chance. That's for Stop, sure. Please give me another chance. <laughs> and his, and his, his girlfriend, wife, or whatever you want to call her, Evelyn, she she got them shirts for him. Not a motherfucking factor. Wear Only one. please don't marry that bitch. <laughs> Only please don't marry that bitch. Yo, so on the show today we got uh we got the curse. He's supposed to be calling. I'm not sure if he's gonna call. But I I haven't talked to him, but I think he's supposed to be calling. And then we got young Muggsy, Muggzilla, uh, got what? the food thing coming. He he's calling. And over the weekend I talked to Be Legit, man, and, and I was supposed I'm supposed to hook up with him. I don't know if we live so close to each other, but but yeah. I'm going to hook up with him. We're going to get him on the show because I told him, I said, oh, Meezy be going off, talking that political shit, man. And he said, oh, I got to get in there. <laughs> oh, man, I got to talk about Obama, too, man. He he spoke in front of the the Black Congressional Congress, and he was fired up, man. He you know he he looked like you know the old school Obama, man. He was fired up. He was like, we got to stop complaining. We got to stop crying. We got to get tougher. We got to stop acting like victims. He said, I'm not, you know, I'm not. I haven't done everything right. I mean, you know, he went in, man. And, you know, if this the Obama we're gonna see, then I think we, I think it's gonna be coming. It's, it's gonna be going down next year, real tough. Man, we're gonna oh, talk God. about we're gonna, we're gonna talk about what I think because right. Brian is totally against Obama. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Morgan I'm ready for it. Talk about the tea party today. We're gonna talk about that later on. Um, I think we got I'm Gail really on the phone. Gail, that you on the line? Huh. Who else? I got a couple right. of stories. Okay, tell us the story real quick before we get to this hip-hop classic. All right. Wednesday night, I was wandering around with bright orange pants and a bright orange T-shirt, and people were trying to pick me up. A cat car said, you want to ride? And then a couple in another car said, hey, what's your name? And they said I looked like an orange smurf. So now I learned the lesson that I got to get a raincoat and put it over that crap when I wear it. (laughs) Because they clown you, wear it with pride. Don't worry about what <laughs> no, no, say. I, you know, I guess if you're running around with bright orange stuff, it's one o'clock in the morning. They need you up for grabs. One o'clock in the morning, no. People enough. Yeah, they get tricky at night. Do this, but I didn't know. Orange stuff is tricky. Orange, bright orange. I think it's the people with beer goggles on. Very I don't know. It's a new one on me that bright orange makes people creepy. Or it's, it's about to be Halloween. It's about to be Halloween, so bring it out. Bring it back out. Bring it on out, man. It's about yeah, it's it's great. But the wrong people want to pick me what's up. What's your other story, Gail? What's your other story? My other story is I was sent to a priest yesterday. To a they priest. Said, this guy says to me, and I can't go into great details. You need to go talk to a priest. So I went and found the priest. The first church I couldn't get in. The second one I found it at the residence, and I started telling them my personal business, how how this, I can't go into great detail because it involves someone else, but how the friends of this person is interfering. And, uh, and he said, you know, and he made kind of, and then I told him some more stuff, and he made kind of a, a shocked face that someone would be doing this to you. And the, the conclusion is, same with the conclusion I came to a long time ago. But he don't put it this way. But I'll put it my way. It's no one's fucking business but the two people involved. Because I'm getting really pissed off lately because it's getting worse and worse. People are trying to control my life and tell me what I'm supposed to do with people. And they're getting in on it like they like we're 
Like they own the person, you know. Oh, this and this and this. And I told one person, I said, fuck you, and you're going to get karma, and that's what's going to happen to you. Now, I'm not going to put one little fucking finger on you, but you're going to get paid back. And they Thank still you. persist I- on this shit. Gail, I got a question for you. I know you're a, yeah. a real hot mama, especially in that orange. You probably just look fantastic. Do you get a lot of a lot of Mexican guys trying to talk to you? <laughs> I get a lot of all different people trying to talk to me. Well, here, here's a little something. If if you get if you get uh, if you get too many Mexican guys coming at you and you kind of get sick of it, here's something for you. Check Ladies, when you're wearing a prom dress, are you tired of the vatos coming up to you? The essays. <laughs> Hitting on you. Hey, lady, that's a nice cardigan. You want to ride in my lowrider? Are you tired of buying a crown air freshener for the top of your dashboard? Are you tired of buying size two shoes to hang from that mirror? Would you like to go to Walmart by yourself just one time? Well, now, there's Figby Gone. Case? Figby Gone is a brand new innovative audio device that attaches to your keychain. As soon as those spigs come out to you, press the button, and all of a sudden you'll hear... Vamanos muchachos, Javiana la migra. Which translated into English means... Let's go, guys. Immigration's coming. Are you tired of the smell of roofing tar as someone whistles at you? Are you tired of riding around in a car with a big f***ing flagpole strapped to the back and the Mexican flag waving proudly? The Virgin Mother painted on the trunk. Then try Spigby Gone. Hey, mommy! Oh, look, it's a stick. Oh, my God, get away. Get away from me, you greasy wetback. Vamanos, muchachos. Javiana la migra. Oh, damn, immigration's coming, man. Holy crap, immigration. Let's get out of here. Run, run. Try Spick Be Gone. Comes with a free wife beater and a brand new pair of shoes. Spick Be Gone from Spishak. Coming soon for darkest month. Since you're all nasty over there anyway, 
I've done it before. Can I do my little fucking deal? What the hell is that? You really want to hear it? Go oh, ahead. Hold on. Let me know. It's set worth it up. It's worth it. It's worth All right. Here we go. Yes. What's that call it, man? Look, look, over there behind that big rock. What is that guy trying to do? He's trying to fuck the rock. No, no, little fuckhead. You can't fuck that rock. Look, look up in Golden Gate Bridge. What is that guy trying to do? He's not trying to jump off the bridge. He's trying to fuck it. No, no, little fuckhead. Don't. You can't, you can't fuck the bridge. Now he's all calling him to hear. You know, some guys don't know where to stick it. Is that bad enough? Oh, yeah. Did I lose you guys? Was that it? Was that the was that the end of the joke? Yeah, That's this, it. This, it's a joke. Here. Oh, I got a better one. We're about to put you on yes. hold now, so hold on for a second. You got a fire alarm going off in the background. It's Soul Kitchen Radio. Right, We're waiting on the curse. Man, that that's our that's our Gail. Gail, we love you. You call in every week, and and you're a faithful listener and caller of Soul Kitchen Radio. And we really, really do appreciate that. Even though we put you on hold for the next forty five minutes, it's okay. We you understand you. We understand you're harassing my boy Misha too. So. Yeah, <laughs> but we're gonna go into this hip hop classic. Omizi, put it on tight, man, because because this one's gonna take you back. You're gonna be bouncing your head right now. Here it is, Soul Kitchen Radio, hip hop classic. Get in right now, 714-694-4150. We're going to talk more football. We're going to talk some more Obama. We're going to talk about about uh, the box office, the Lion King, and, and all that stuff. Here it goes, Soul Kitchen Radio. Here's another hip-hop classic. Taking you back to the old school on Soul Kitchen Radio. On Soul Kitchen Radio. On Incarceration, patience, doing what I'm saying. 
my destination. Handcuffed and back of a bus. Forty of us. Life as a shorty couldn't be so rough. But as the world turns, I learned life is hell. Living in the world no different from myself. Every day I take from date, giving date, selling bass. Smoking bones in the staircase. Though I don't know why I chose to smoke death. I guess that's the time when I'm not depressed. But I'm still depressed. And I ask, what's it worth?
You know, but fuck yeah. that. The game, the game is on. You're your enemies until the game is over. Right. That's that's the way. That's the way it is. Um, can can be any other. If you if you're other than the enemy during the fight, you don't get your ass kicked just like that. That's that's what happens. Yep. Come on, and man. You see Delahoya. Delahoya. Did you see Delahoya after he was like, it wasn't fair. Wasn't fair. Yeah, he was yeah, all serious. You know, Fuck even though he just made two hundred, even though he just made two hundred million dollars, it's not fair. Let's do it again. Yeah, uh, fair. Come on, man. You little bitch, angel boy. Come on. Get 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 it get it get it done, man. Get it done. Angel you gotta boy. teach that boy, boy to be a damn pit bull. What's angel boy? That's uh, De La Hoya. Isn't that what they used to call him? <laughs> Mexican angel or something? Wow. <laughs> Isn't that what they used to call Crazy. him? I don't even, I know it's some gay ass shit. <laughs> he was the, get, the golden boy. Now he, he, I mean, but, you know. Yeah, the golden, golden boy. Angel boy whatever, they had some gay ass shit they used to call him, man. I, it's, it just definitely wasn't a boxing name. <laughs> it wasn't nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> had nothing to do with boxing shit. <laughs> I but, hope they do it again, man. I, I mean, because, you know, I think it'll be even better the next time. I think they... they Sometimes they be planning shit like this, man. I'm convinced, man. You know, some of this shit you gotta look at it and be like, "Holy shit!" Like, you know, it can't happen. You know, and I, I tell, I tell everybody. Oh, you can't it. Like, we just, for instance, like we just, you know, we just did a show. We just did a show. Me and Forty in, uh, in L.A. this weekend, and the headliner was the game, and the after party was with Ray J. And I'm like, wow, see how this shit, see how I gotta walk on fucking eggshells because you never know. Now, right. I, now, now, how I've been talking shit, then I got to, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Did you did you talk to Ray J? Did you get a chance to talk to him? Uh, I, I mean, he, we was at the, we did the same after party. I, you know, we, I said what's up, but, you know, I mean, what do I need to say? You feel me? Like, you know what I mean? Right, so you, you, I know you, how, I know you, how you, might you know what you need to say? Uh-huh. You need to say, what? hey, Ray J, I got a radio show, man. Why don't you come and tell your story? He already told his story. Oh, and we already played it. And we already played it. Yeah, we we did. But we want to know. Exactly. You know what? what I heard her <laughs> fabulous was saying. Her fabulous was saying that Ray J is kind of uh, you know, on that white girl or something. I don't know. I I mean, that's just that's just what I was hearing. That's what they were saying on Kim Yale and all the other radio stations. And Sway was saying that. Well, to be honest, to be honest with you, that's uh, I I did an interview, man, uh, in SAC one time. And while I was doing the interview, the, the person that was doing the interview and whipped out some cocaine, and she had it, had it on a motherfucking and a dollar bill, and was asking me if I wanted to too. And I'm like, this shit is just normal to, to people nowadays. Yeah. People that I never expected would be doing it are doing it. I would, you know, at this point, I'm like, as long as you're not on the people who are doing real scandalous shit is on oxycotton, heroin. Shooting shit in their veins and shit. Hopefully, ain't nobody doing no dumbass shit like that. It's like cocaine is the new weed. I don't want no parts of it, but I, I you know, I, 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 I would never say cocaine is drug. I, I mean, I know, I know that they they use it like that. They 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 the people who have it, they try to tell themselves that it's the new weed. But I ain't never tried cocaine, and 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 I never will. I don't no way. Don't do I don't care if I got a million dollars, but I ain't putting that shit on my nose. Just so you know and not condoning it, a lot of a lot of the drugs that they make, you know, nowadays is made with opium and shit. Like, you know, there's one basic drug at the end of all 
at the beginning, at the core of all these drugs that they got out here, and that's just opium, cocaine type shit. You know, like right. they used to give us give the soldiers back in the days when they came home from Vietnam to to ease the pain of their broken legs. So, cocaine and, and people and people coming home back from the military, that's I mean, they're not gonna come home, come home smoking weed because that's not gonna do it for them. They gonna they gonna need something bigger than that. You feel me? So either it's gonna right. be cocaine or it's gonna be some motherfucking oh, uh, uh, codeine number eighteen or it's gonna be some heroin <laughs> or it's gonna be serious shit out there. I'm blood, I had. Blood, let me tell you, I, I don't understand. I don't understand these drugs because because I've had like my tooth pulled and shit, and then they give you that uh, what, what's that Vicodin and shit? And yeah, they say people are stuck on that bike, and then when I take that shit, that shit puts me to fucking sleep. Well, what can I do? I mean, how do you, you know enjoy that sleeping? One thing about one thing about the I have never when they send me home with some painkillers, like when I go to the dentist or some shit, and they say finish the bottle, I I never finish the motherfucking bottle. If I'm not in pain, I'm not taking that shit. They tell you that they want you to finish the whole bottle so you can get addicted to that shit and have to come back to them. You know what I'm saying? Last time I went and got a physical, uh, you know, with, with my doctor, and, and, and I fucked with my doctor. I, you know, I, he he typed in the motherfucker. He know how to cure everything, he, you know. But he he told he asked. I said, when I told I told him my neck was hurting and shit or some shit like that. He was like, you want some pills? Instantly though, he was ready to dope me up. I was like, nah, man, I'm cool, man. I don't want no motherfucking pills. Well, I I, I can't. I, I'm not gonna lie. I try to enjoy that shit, but I can't. I just fall asleep. It's not even that's, cool. Yeah, well, that's what the motion, the motion do. The motion gonna knock you out. I mean, that's what you want to do. And you don't want to stay up in your pain. You want to go to sleep. But that shit is highly addictive. All right. I, I don't know. I haven't got addicted to none of that shit. I guess I'm not. I don't know. It might be, might be not, in your mind you, or something. Like said, is it just be in your like mind? That's that's what's addicting. Is your fucking people get hella weak minded and they want that shit. So so that so they're addicted to it. Nah, I think it's deeper than that because you know you can see you can you can you can see when a person is is in withdrawal and he's sitting up there and he starts sweating and shit and start actually going through physical pain. So it's not a mental, it's not just a mental thing, you know. Like a lot of people smoke weed, it, maybe it may not even be the the actual weed itself. It might be the camaraderie, you know, when you when you roll a blunt and everybody in a circle and it's about ten of y'all or whatever and y'all roll three four blunts and you get the uh, Shooting the shit, talking, talking about life in general. Just conversation. The conversation can be. I swear. I swear. You know what? The funniest shit, but is is when Forty says, "I got so high, I thought about running for mayor." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a funny because blood. That's real because when you get high, you think. You, I mean, if you really want to write down a business plan, you get hella high, and then you start writing shit down. And then because because your mind is thinking like you like you got some NVP or something in you and, and you can start you. just start if going you, shit if around you're, it. Hey, you, if you're smart, if you're smart, it makes you smarter. If you're dumb, it makes you dumb as fuck. <laughs> so so you see the results of certain people. Certain people create on it. Some people don't. But I've sat I've sat around high and, and with a whole bunch of people and I can tell you. What the next person is gonna say just by because when I'm high, I I, I know how you are as a communicator because you know I'm I'm a communications dude, so I, right. I think I can read your mind and I can read what your next thing is gonna be. What the hell are you gonna say next and and how you're gonna act when something happens and then I just laugh yeah. at people 
people about that. It's funny. It's it's fun. I I like being high. I can't do it no more, but but <laughs> it, it was cool. I, when I could, I was I was loving it. Man, we used to be at the old down at the old what's his place building, man, at the old bomb when the bomb was downtown, man. Right. Back in the back, back before everybody got advanced. Me, Sana G, everybody, we'd be back there chiefing in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That's that's back there just shooting this shit about life in general. Nobody, no big eyes, no Lou U's, just everybody on one, one on one blunt, just on one level. You know what I'm talking about? Just right. enjoying life, just for that for that five minutes that it takes to smoke that thing. No, and then and then and then when I start driving, you can't feel the fucking. I can't drive when I'm high. You can't. I can't feel the feel the uh, steering wheel. I can't feel the steering wheel. I can't feel the pedals. I'm like, fuck. What the hell do I do? Yeah, I just, a, I, that's my problem. There's a, certain, there's a certain high that you get that your ass really just don't need to be driving, and yeah. you just need to just pull over and take the take the take the streets and shit. Yeah. Real talk. I can't, I can't drive. I'll be the first one if I'm getting high. I cannot drive. So it's a wrap. We're gonna get into some new music real quick. We're gonna get back. We're gonna talk about more. You want to tell us your tell us your weed story? Seven one four six nine four forty one fifty. I want to play this new music right here from uh, Burner with Chris Brown and Wiz and, and Big Big Crit and all them. This song is off the hook. Oh yeah, that video. Tight. I seen the video. That shit was on Worldstar. Yeah, that Yoko Ono shit. This is the shit right here. It's Soul Kitchen Radio. We're blasting this right now. Turn your speakers up. Here it is. What up, y'all? It's your boy Big Omezy, TGC, the Great Communicator, and you're listening to Soul Kitchen Radio. Oh, 
polo white tee. Me leaving here alone, that's unlike Lee. Not a stoner bitch, but she like me. Trying to get that final cut like Spike Lee. I check them hoes, direct them hoes, take them home and let them hoes. Go live out their fantasies, they popping pills, I'm rolling weed. Even got a couple bad bitches overseas. Out the back cause they no tags when I'm shopping and my bag filled with options. So don't ask when they cause I'm in the Maserati coupe going so fast that I lost them. And my bitch got so much swag that these bad bitches on the phone. Uh, killing y'all. Dad, get a coffee. Uh, said the rap.com said don't look for Morgan Freeman at any Tea Party events anytime soon unless he's there to protest them. The Invictus star condemns the Tea Party political movement as a racist thing for trying to to oust oust President Barack Obama from office on Friday's edition of Piers Morgan Tonight. Um, Their stated policy publicly stated is to do whatever it takes to see that Obama only serves one term. Um, What underlies that Screw the country. We're going to do whatever we can do to get this black man out of here. Dismissing Morgan's suggestion that the Tea Party's motivations might be merely political, Freeman asserted it's a racist thing. The actor went on to say that the Tea Party agenda just shows the weak, dark underside of the of America. We're supposed to be better than that, definitely. Um, asked if he was disappointed that Obama hasn't taken a tough stance against the right-wing Freeman, who endorsed Obama in 2008 presidential election election admitted kind of but i understood that that he was trying to hold on to his own promise that he would that he would be president of all the people so what do you think about that I'm, i mean i i'm almost agreeing with with him because they don't really have an agenda every time i talk every time i hear from the tea party it's some bullshit yeah they um i don't know what they're going through uh but they've been talking about this for a minute but it's like i said i think last week they already stated, as soon as he got elected, that they wasn't going to take take part in the government as long as he was the president of the United States. And it's obvious that it's not because if he was white, that they they wouldn't. Be, it's not because he's a Democrat. That's for certain. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like after even after everything he has already done and tried to do, he's still on top a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's some blemishes. It's some blemishes, but at the same time. A, a lesser person probably would have been broke down, and, you know what I mean, or resigned or quit or commit suicide. You know, like, I don't know what they're trying to achieve. It's like they try to pile it on thick. Like, they try to dump it on a dude that, that, that in, like he said, inherited some bullshit, inherited, you know, Bush's bullshit, 
saying? And, and every time we, he tried to dig us up out the shit, uh, some of our own, some of our own people, you know, get the bad bouncing and turning their back. You know, what I'm saying I seen Diddy. He did a tweet talking about we still believe, you know, uh, in the change that you promised us and shit, which is, you know, kind of good. But at the same time, it's a, it's a, it's a, a powerful dude that's doubting, that's lightweight doubting, you know, everything he has done so far. And uh, you know, it's like handing somebody keys to a Mercedes that's on that's only got a, a, about two miles worth of gas. It's like shit, you trying to you trying to tell me you want me to win the race, and I only got two gallons of gas, and you hand me the keys, and now you want me to fill the motherfucker up, get insurance, and all that shit. And so it's like, and not giving me time to do it. So right. It's like, you know, the Tea Party, man, even from the old old ones, like when they when they first came out. And they had the protests, and they had the monkey signs. You know what I'm saying? They had Obama with looking like a monkey, and all this old shit. And they never apologized for it. So everything that Morgan Freeman said, obviously, is true because no leader from the organization has came out to denounce anything negative like that. Right. I mean, that's when you listen to Sean Hannity. I listen to Sean Hannity. I listen to Rush Limbaugh. They all got the same thing. But they demonic. They, yeah, yeah get, get rid of neck, Obama. That's their, that's their main thing. They don't care about nothing yeah, else. Get, get rid, rid of, of niggas, Obama. basically. They don't give a so, fuck. They, 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 they get everything that come out of their mouth is negative. Yeah, all the time. Just, all the time. Just, they, they, I mean, they get off of that. Even if Obama said, if they said Obama do this and he did it, they would go, oh, he didn't do it right. There's nothing right that he could do for them. So, you know, as far as as far as they're concerned, I don't. We don't care. Um, Nothing. You know these these this is this is what I'm thinking about the elections coming up in 2012. I'm thinking that that all of the bullshit that's happening right now in the country, us at a at a lower economic level, people who don't really vote too much, they're gonna come out and they're gonna vote for Obama again just because it's Obama. He's gonna bring yeah, out like- people who who's not this 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 shit's not affecting. We're broke already. Your your fucked up economic policies is not messing with my paycheck, so I'm gonna vote for you anyway. That's kind of what I think everybody's gonna be doing in 2012. Obama train's gonna get back on. And we need that. We need that as a people. You know what I mean? Uh, we need we need some motivation. We need some motivation, some innovation, better expectations of our people. You know what I'm saying? And, um, like I said, the Republican selections we got we got the same selections as, as pretty much the last election. They they got they, they gonna put a, a couple of uh dumbasses to compare and, and uh they're gonna use every trick in the book to try to slander them and, and, and by slandering him they're gonna be slandering us because we not stupid and they want us to think that we stupid or they think that we stupid because they think that our memory or they could throw enough bullshit at us that's gonna deflect our attention away from the reality of the situation that he was in, and and think that we gonna we gonna side with something else, but it's not gonna happen because we you know uh, you can always you can always tell if you if you got the right frame of mind by watching SNL, and, and because SNL they keep it all the way real. It's a comedy. Yeah, thing, but when they I love but that. when they start when hey when they start putting out the realness and Bill Maher, you know the real the realness is behind is in is in comedy. Listen to the comedians. Listen to John Stewart. You know what I mean? Listen to you know, listen to Bill Maher. Listen to the people that say it in a comedic way, but really at the end of the day, they make a lot of sense, and they and they riding with the winning team. Like I watch up, I wake up in the morning, and I watch uh, Morning Joe. You know, and they started out Amika. The, the, it's a chick on there. You know, 
She, her name is Mika. She cool. She she with the team. Uh, Joe Scarborough. He floats both ways as far as his opinion. And then they, but they bring you know Michael Steele and all the people out. That's where you get all your information. If, if anybody out there really want to know what's happening, you got to get your ass up. If you're in the West Coast, you got to get your ass up early because the shit come on at four o'clock, five o'clock. <laughs> I'm gonna be up. That that, no, that early. Yeah, yeah, that's what, because, you know, I got, I mean, unless you got cable, I got direct TV, so I'm on satellite, bro, so if I want to catch it, I, but I get up early, you know, 5 o'clock every morning and pray anyway, because that's the only way mentally I can even get get the fuck up is if I pray when I wake up early in the morning, and I and I watch American Greed that comes on at 5, and then I, and then after that, I watch Scarborough, and, you know, at the same time, so I like to stay up on what's happening in the world, because I got kids, and they can say, at five in the morning, that uh, you know, an asteroid is gonna hit. If you in Sacramento, uh, you might want to get the fuck out. And if if I'm sleep, if I'm sleep, I'm not gonna know that the asteroid is coming to land right where the fuck I'm laying my head at. So I advise everybody out there to stay up on your current events, especially if you're doing music. Especially if you're doing music, stay up on your current events. <laughs> Definitely, man. That's... So what if the asteroid comes at three in the morning? Then what you gonna do? I'll probably be fucked up. In <laughs> 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 real life, I remember. No, also real shit. This ain't got nothing to do with that. But I remember, um, um, uh, 40s manager Chaz. He we was huh. in. Uh, he was in New York. He was in New York during 9/11. Right? No bullshit. This is a real story. And I, okay. and I woke up when I went and I seen the planes crashing into the fucking building. I'm like, holy shit! Because it was the same time that Michael Jackson did his thing, did his uh, tribute thing out there. And he was out there for that. So I called him in the morning. First thing, as soon as I see the planes hit the shit, I'm like, I call him, bling. He was staying at the Millennium Hotel. I'm like, bling, Chad. He's like waking up. What's up? I'm like, shit, you tell me. What's up? He's like, what's going on? I'm like, nigga, turn on the TV. Planes. <laughs> and this shit was about two miles. I shit you not, about two <laughs> miles from where he was. And he in the bed, sleeping in the motherfucker. He slept, like, he slept through all that shit? shit. <laughs> Man, he slept through all that, bro. I think the second plane had already hit, and he was just waking up, and he was no more. He was two miles away from the situation. God dang! That's we thought crazy. there was a garbage truck out there, just banging, banging uh, garbage cans on the ground or something. No, he was just sleep and shit. You know, on the, <laughs> on the, probably on the blood pressure medicine that was keeping him drowsy. <laughs> right. Did you hear about the first? The, I say that thing, get your ass up. Get your everybody. Get your ass up. Yeah. Man, do you hear about the first divorce that came out of nine eleven? The first, what? the first, the first divorce that came out of nine eleven. This dude worked in the in the uh, in the World Trade Center, and he was playing on his. He had a little a little broad on the side, so that morning he didn't go into work. So he turned his phone off, went to his little broad's house, right, and was doing his thing. And probably about eleven o'clock, he turned his phone back on. It was going crazy, hella messages from his wife. And he called her back. He's like, "What's going on?" He he, no TV, nothing. He just he just doing what he's doing with his broad, right? And his wife was like, "Where the hell you at? Where the hell you at?" He's like, "I'm at work. What are you talking about? I've been working all morning." <laughs> wow. And his building collapsed. No more buildings. So, so that was it. That was funny. That's funny. Heard about that story. So when we come back, we're gonna take we're gonna play another song, man. I love this song. This is uh. When we speak about uh, when we speak about uh, being broke and and not having money and not having what you do, you go to East North Avenue with Kid Russell and he's going to tell you exactly how they do it. This is how 
This is how uh, them trailer park cats do it. I love this song. So check it out. It's it's Soul Kitchen Radio. We're going to be right back. We got more to talk about. We want you to call in 714-694-4150. If you don't call in, fuck it. We're just going to talk anyway. It's Soul Kitchen Radio. We'll be right back. If you have something to say, call right now, 714-694-4150. Soul Kitchen Radio.
Man, so uh, so let's talk about the box office movie. Did you guys go? I didn't go to the movies this week, which is amazing. It's like the first weekend I didn't go to the movies, and I wanted to see Moneyball. Moneyball came in second to The Lion King 3D. The Lion yeah, King 3D. The Lion King. Man, my kids went to see The Lion King. They went last week. My wife took the kids last week to see The Lion King. Um, the Lion King made $22 million this week and $61 million so far since it's been out. And that's just a remake, and they put it in 3D. Uh, Moneyball came in with $20 million, and, of course, it was the first week, so they've only made $20 million. A Dolphin Tale. Now that's that's kind of weird with uh, Morgan Freeman in there, and he makes a he makes a tail out of like some he makes a prosthetic limb for a dolphin. Have you seen that one? Your kids trying to tell you to to see that. Oh, that's, not even, that's not even on their radar about seeing some uh, dolphin get a uh, electronic tail. They need to put a, a tail on. I put a, a electronic leg on some of these these war vets that's coming back with their leg broke off. You know, with legs shot off and their arms shot off and shit. Yeah, talking about trying to put save a dolphin. Yeah, I'm writing that shit down right now. Whole bunch of money for that damn dolphin. Damn that dolphin. <laughs> damn dolphin. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing real, right it down right now. We're gonna make a script. We're gonna have. I'd rather uh, get that stimulus. I'd rather get that stimulus check to Gail. Let her, let her, uh, you know, go, you know, reinvent herself. <laughs> what am I gonna get? A brain transplant? <laughs> nah, shit, go get some new clothes. I don't think so. Go get you some truck jewelry and a new tie. Yeah, yeah. You, we're gonna put you a we're gonna put you a dolphin tail on you, Gail. Oh gee, thank you. <laughs> Many things people do for me. They wanna put a dolphin tail on me. And then uh well, actually Go ahead. I was thinking people should have a set of wings too, you know? It, it gets me because I see these pigeons and everything flying around. Why can't we fly around? And I can't figure out why they can't have hands, too. Why can't people and birds have a set of both of them? Why does it have to be a choice of wings or hands? Why can't the birds have little hands and we have little wings? Because you have a nose, and God wants you to be able to pick your nose. And what's hand, the nose got to do with the hands? Hand. 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 You know why? That's like let, me you, let, me you, let me tell you the easy answer to that. Because you do, motherfucker, that's why. <laughs> that's the easy answer. Yeah, but you I want to know why we both can't have a set of both change. of them. You're always going to have hands, and birds are always going to have wings, and it's not going to change. So. Hey, well, I know what? it's not going to change. This, I'm this just wondering why. Why can't we have a set of both of them? Put that on your list, and when you ha- when you finally get to have that conversation with God, do you ask Him why He gave you what He gave you? Yeah, cause well, it's, it's so unfair that you have to die before you find out what happens. But that's the way it goes. It's not changing. But it's not fair. It is. Well, yeah. Life is not fair. I mean, if you don't know absolutely sure to God, and then you're going to be down here screwing around, then when you get there, they're going to tell you what you did wrong. But if you had wings and you didn't have and you didn't have no hands and you had a booger in your nose, you'd be complaining because you're not able to bo- to dig the booger out your nose. No, I want them both. I want hands and wings. That's oh, the whole shit. point. I want to. You want to dig in a pussy too? You're not getting that. 
She want a six. She want a six phone wig you though. Guys are talking about. Oh my little ears are turning pink. She want a, hey, she want a six. She want a six phone with with hydraulics. Yeah, and yeah, come on. Want the car. Now, wait a minute. You Some can get that. That's attainable. That now, something like that is attainable. But changing your body and all that shit, you're not getting, that's not, it's not happening unless you got hella money and you could, you could put some wings on your ass. I've seen people have devil horns in it, put in their head. I mean, yeah. you could probably, probably go buy some wings and, and have somebody put them shit on but you. Devil but devil horns are not hurt. practical. <laughs> what can you do with a devil horn? You're still going to be falling. Every time you try to jump off, you better have a damn trampoline when you jump off because you're gonna fall. Don't try to use that shit. <laughs> hey, also no, look, coming into number four is abduction. That was uh, that one with that little that dude from from fucking my kids love that. Taylor. Yeah, yeah, Taylor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ratings, bro. I got this app on my iPhone, man. It tells you everything that sucks before you go spend your money and. Pay. They didn't give him a. Uh, they didn't give him thumbs up at all. Right, right. I mean, he looked kind of. It looked almost like a. Uh, like a fake ass. What the hell is that movie? Born, born, Take, born taken. A fake ass Jason taken. Born. No, no, not Jason, like Jason Bourne. Bourne. No, no. I'm not talking about Jason Bourne. I'm talking about Taken, like in the movie Taken. The dude who plays in the movie Taken, the the father that goes to save his daughter. Right. It, it reminds me like a fake ass, like a young him. That's what he tried to be like. And I didn't see the movie, but I, I can guarantee you my daughter loves that dude. I'm going to see the movie with her. So I'll let you know next week uh, how bad it really is. And then coming in number, and then, then Contagion came in after that with $8 million this week, $57 million total. I went to see that movie last week in San Francisco. We went to uh, went to the big theater out there in San Francisco, and that movie was slow as shit. Is that right? Oh man, I thought it was gonna be real good. Like like you know, the last the last big movie we seen like that was Outbreak and Outbreak was great because Outbreak had so I much love, hey, That's man. one of my favorite movies, Outbreak, dude. That was a good ass movie. And Outbreak had so much stuff going on and it and, and people just it it was crazy. I thought I thought I was gonna see a little bit of that with contagion. Nothing like yeah, that. Yeah. I was I was highly I was highly uh, let down from Contagion. And then Can I tell you a funny ass movie that my wife just uh, had me watch. Yeah. That damn yeah. bridesmaid shit is the funniest shit oh, ever. Oh, the right funniest shit ever! I love that movie. Oh when my god. When she took a shit in the sink, and when she took a shit in, in the uh, <laughs> middle of the in the streets, when she in her wedding dress, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> I love bride. We just downloaded that man. We just we just got that on. Uh, we we just we just got that. I love that movie, man. It was so funny. Here goes here goes a piece right here. Check it out. It's from Bridesmaids. Oh. Hey, buddy. 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 Hey, Talking about up here. Yeah. Um, are you a restaurant tonight? I know the owner is. Oh, Karen is the owner. 
he was so funny. Hey, that was when she was on the plane, when she was on the airplane, right? Yeah, when she was on the airplane, she got hella drunk, and they 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 kicked her off. Oh my God, and they never they never made the Vegas that. That's a trip because because I was like I was like so I'm like because you know you was thinking that it was like a knockoff from the um from the the male version, but it was like. They did their own thing, and not just that. They never even made it to Vegas, which is really fucked up. I feel like right. chick is, she she was in the way of herself because she and it's like she was she had the worst luck ever in this movie. <laughs> that movie was the best. I love that shit. It was is that I, I swear that was the best movie of 2011 for me. Had to be, and you know I'm always I'm always catching movies because I you know like I don't have no confidence in the movies. But then I, I'd be on a plane or something, and I catch a movie for free, or I, you know what I mean. So it's like, it's like I waited till that came, and I just and I got the little blockbuster, uh, pay like seven bucks, and I get unlimited movies. So it's like I was like, fuck it, nothing else. I watched this, and it was hilarious. And I was just, uh, but that's that's my system though, man, because I don't like getting ripped off in movies because they suck. Like I just seen, like I just, I think I said last week, I seen a, a fighter or some shit, a warrior or whatever. That shit was weak as hell. I mean, could have been better. But it's like, you know, the way, you know, the cost of movies nowadays, man, I, you know, if the movie's not good in 15 minutes, my mic goes to ask for my money back. You feel me? <laughs> wow. Real talk. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's, man, I, I've uh, I've sat in movies, but I can't really ask for my money back because I don't really pay for the movies because, you know, I, whatever. I will leave that alone. So anyway, did you see The Help yet? Nah, I didn't see The Help, man. I, 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 that's one of the ones I'm not going to ever watch as far as, in the movie theater, and I may not watch period just on GP. I don't like movies like when we're in a, uh, you know, when they show black people in a, uh, inferior states. Right, right. Yeah, you go, you go see that, man. And when I went to see that, and I've seen all the tweets about it. When you, when you, in the in the audience is nothing but old white people. They're and they're thinking back of uh, when when times were cool, and that's that's what I think. That's what I think they're looking at. Right. Well, it's their fault. Shit. That's what America is. That's what America was founded on when they showed when they showed Ellis Island or whatever it's called, Ellis Island, and they showed all the immigrants coming and had them settle different regions of the United States of America. They knew this was going to happen, and and this what it was built on. It was supposed to be a melting pot. And now in 2011, and and, and now you want to start regretting that this is that this is the country that you you know with the with the come here uh, sign. Open for business that you can't regret, you can't you can't take it back. It is what it is. Like, yeah. uh, immigrants are in the, are fixtures in the United States of America, and unless you de- develop some ethnic bombs, uh, ain't nobody going <laughs> nowhere in no time soon. That's the reality. And an ethnic bomb would destroy all of America because everybody's ethnic in America. No matter what That's you think, even, even Mr. White, you're American, you're ethnic too. We're gonna be right back That's when we come back. Saying. Hey, when we come back, we got Muggsy. So right now we're gonna play. We're gonna flash back to a little bit of uh, a little bit of. Hold on, what, what, what young Muggsy? Y'all need to play. You, you playing the Mossy? You gotta play some old school Mossy, man. Yeah, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna you play. don't got nothing. Make sure you load it up. Play to play that mom. That mama don't used to tell me. What's that, man? You in your computer? <laughs> what? Are you in front of your computer, man? Because you should. I'm gonna play this uh, when I say jump, featuring be legit. That's what I got right here. So bump that. I'm gonna bump that right now. When we come back, Muggsy, young Muggsilla, be on the phone. Here we go, Soul Kitchen Radio. What's up with yeah. it, man? It's Mac Maul, and I'm chilling on Soul Kitchen Radio. Y'all that I mean, T's to the top.
Kitchen Radio. What's up? We're back in the yeah. back in the house. And, and on the phone right now, we got my man Mozilla. Hey, hey. Hey, what's up, boys? How y'all doing, man? What's up, Pimp? I mean, I mean, it's all gravitational Pimp Slice, for sure. Uh, oh, man. Hey, video coming out. One. Man, the video coming, well, it's three of them. So I got Candy, my song, I got Candy featuring 40 on the hook. That was just getting finished up today as we speak. You know what I'm saying? My boy finishing up the edit. I, he's sending me the uh, final copy today. And then uh, other videos, you know, as far as the one, uh, Mean Bug with 40 and the jacket, that's getting finished up. So it be, should, should be finished up like next week sometime. And then I got oh, another what? one called Dedicate. Dedicate is like my female song, you know what I'm saying? It's real tough. It's uh, dedicated to all the females out there that get behind their men, no matter if they're in the streets or business, you know what I mean, or, or with the music thing. And, you know, it's hard like that. So they're behind us, and I dedicated something to them. Man, so that'll be finished up, too. For sure, for sure. Mozilla, boy, it's been, it been a minute since I've seen you, cuz. Yeah, man, it's been a long time, you know, especially when the 49ers be doing their thing, huh? Hello, we got another 49er on the phone. Wow. We got a, hey, hey, we got a, we got a tag team. Hey, we got a tag team, Camacho, man. That's right. We got to respect our guests, man. Come on, man, stop that. <laughs> yeah, respect the, hey, respect the guests, man. Mugzilla, you know hey, hey, let me let me put it out there, Muzzy. We both two on one right now. We both two on one, so it's almost like starting out zero on zero. You want you want to do it? Can we go? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I gotta get some money from you, man. I gotta get. I gotta get get back. Last time I had to pay you. I had to pay you in front of the camera, and <laughs> it was crazy. And and still got all the footage. Love you go go back, man. Like like flapjack. So let, let's do it. It's official right now. Me and Muggsy. It's official. hundred dollars. For the best the best record at the end of the season, the Raiders. I get a hundred dollars. The Niners, you get a hundred dollars. We're doing it. True indeed. True then, indeed. Since we never see each other, hey, 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 but he owe he owe me too. So I don't want you to to be putting all these bets out here. If I just send my goons and shit. <laughs> hey, 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 he gonna bet you. He gonna bet you hundred dollars and he gonna cash you out. And I'm gonna be like, hold on, but he didn't even pay me my money that he owed me. That's the way that thing go. <laughs> hey Yeezy, hey Yeezy. So the three, the three, the three songs is that's gonna be on the uh, uh, Gorilla Terry Mind State. Yeah, yeah. Gorilla Terry Mind State is gonna be uh, them three songs. Dedicate. I got Candy, Me Mug. They all going on the uh, new album. Solid Gorilla Terry Mind Set. And when were we for looking sure. for the release of that joint? When were we looking for the release of that? Well, I was supposed to release it, like, during the summer, man, but I wanted to take my time and make sure I had my craft all together, you know what I mean? So, therefore, when I storm, I storm it all at once, you know what I mean? So, I'm looking to probably put the EP out first. Yeah, I'll probably put put an EP out first and then go ahead and release the album. Um, I really have no set date on the album, but if once I kick these videos off and, you know, some buzz start happening the way we want it, and then I'm going to just release that album out of nowhere, you know? So, you got uh, to do it. Is D-Shot uh, shooting the videos for you? Well, I got uh, D-Shot. He shot one video for me. Yes, he's wor- I'm working with uh, D-Shot, Shot Films, 
I'm working with Shot Films. So uh, right. they've done some work for me. Then I'm working with a guy by the name of Marshall Day out of Fresno, Mr. Media, you know, Mainline, yeah. Mainline Media. You know what I mean? They've uh, done a few videos for me also. So but between them two, you know, that's what I'm working with. Cool. That's big, man. So so how come I only got boo thing? <laughs> because the rest of them the rest of them is uh in progress, you know, getting that edit work and all that. I have another one too, man, um, that I, I should have got to you guys, you know, it's called This Is How I Live. You know, uh, it was an older uh video and whatnot, but uh I didn't have no time to get it to you guys. My apologies and whatnot, you know. Hey, last last time last time we was having a conversation about the difference between dancing and grooving. I said because right. he said because 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 I remember uh, Camacho said that you was, you was telling him that, I ain't no damn dancer, and I said no. First of all, most would probably say we don't dance, nigga. We groove, you know. Tell, tell exactly. You know, you know, look, Muggsy, that, that that conversation came up last week because we was talking about the whole Ray J and Fab shit, right? How right. How, uh, how Ray J is a is a is a singer, and he probably thinks that that he has to prove himself that I'm not just a singer, motherfucker. I'll whoop your ass, right? And right. And I was like, and I remember, and I told him this class. I remember when I told Muggsy, and I had him on camera, and I was like, Muggsy, ain't you the one that dance in the background for E40? And you was like, Yeah, that's that's me. I'll be grooving, but I'll whoop a nigga ass. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so it's like this, man. As far as the uh, dancing and grooving, grooving is basically coming from the streets, that from the hood. You know what I mean? It's basically your street dances. You, you know what I'm saying? You in the mirror invent things. You go out to the block. Y'all do a little a party. Are you on the block with the music slapping through, through the trunk and whatnot? And you just get out there and do your thing. And then you find us. You find yourself. And then your homies are like, "Oh, that's clean." And y'all like, "Oh, that's clean." And you know, that's that's all grooving. You know. I'm saying it's something that make it, and when you step into a club, it's like, Ugh, what they doing? You know what I'm saying? That's like grooving. You know what I'm saying? Wake up. You know, I'm feeling it. I, I love it because you know that's how that's how that's how the gangsters get down. We groove. We groove. Right, ain't no right, dancing. Right. Well, you, yeah, you could that's how you dance and still be cool. You ain't got to dance. Yeah. And we groove. You lean like a cholo. We groove. You lean like. I lean like a cholo, and you guys groove. Yeah. And then it's like it's like it's like I'm not no backup groover or no backup dancer. Yeah, I used to groove on stage with forty. I mean, because that's what we do. That that was the block stuff. You know what I'm right. saying? If we go to a party and rock a party, you know, we on the, I'm on stage grooving until my song come on. You know what I'm saying? Until extra manners come on or street lights come on, I'm on stage grooving. And then when my turn comes, pass me the mic. Now I'm hitting the mic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ever since, a, ever since tired tired of being stepped on, man. Yeah, what was the yeah first exactly. Video? What was that? What was the actual first video though? The first video we, we as far as official video or Crazy. first video that we touched that we Crazy. like made I together. Know the first video you was ever in. The first video you first was ever video. in. That's good. First video we, I was ever in was up the click, and we all, 40 of the click, we all went out to uh, Great America. Back then, Great America, you could shoot some videos but have some different backgrounds and stuff like that with the, with the other people's music. But somehow, they, 40 of them talked these cats into playing our music, and we made our own video there, and that was the first video I was in. Wow. Uh, did anybody got copies of that? 
<laughs> yeah, we got copies of that. <laughs> I got <laughs> copies of that. In the, in, the, uh, Hustle, in the Charlie Hustle movie, they only showed a little bit. They didn't show. They showed D shot in the back when Forty was rapping. But they didn't, right. I think, I think they showed, did they show y'all? I think they showed y'all a little bit, but just a little uh, that you know. Yeah, they didn't show the know, full yeah. effect because we did two videos. We do two. We did two videos. We did extra manish, and we did a, a, another a song called "Get 'Em Up" that the uh, click had, well, that Forty had. You know what I'm saying? And he did and that. So we did. We, so please, so. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> For sure, hey, man. Uh, let me let me ask you a question. Did JB and uh, did JB and Omizi ever groove while they was on stage with you guys? <laughs> nah, not really, man. You know what I'm saying? But Meezy be grooving. Meezy groove, you know what I'm saying? Meezy be grooving now and what now he be doing this up. You know what I'm saying? I, I, but, I, I didn't but, groove back then, no. I was serious. Back about then, nah. Back then, back then, yeah, back then back that was then, him hard back, back then. He was he wasn't playing yeah. with nobody. And J B no, no. nah, he never he never grooved, you know what I mean? Nah, For sure. Maybe not. Hey, but, he he my, hey, but you know what? He grooved in my videos now, though. That's what's so cold about it. <laughs> wow. wow. I, I see now. I just was looking at that uh, last night or the night before. I was just looking at yeah, that. I was like, he got a little, he grooved a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He be grooving with his buff ass. Nigga be buff, buff grooving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But look, let me get it straight, though. Let me get it straight. Because people be like, uh, you know, people get it mistwitted to where it's like, oh, he be out there dancing in the background. So, he he's soft, you know what I'm saying. He's soft as Doctor's Cotton or whatever. He he just a dancer <laughs> and this and that, you know what I'm saying. But but I'm gonna tell you like this. I mean, it was times people had ran up on these dancers, boy, and they got whipped up like MC Hammer did a couple of folks. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 and just 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 so you know, if you take a, if you look at a picture of Young Muggsy, he ain't playing. He he he's a personal trainer. He's working out. You know, no homo, but he got them. He, he fucking look like he whoop your ass. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it, it's just a, a defense. You feel me? Right. You know, I, I I never try to you know go out there and, and do harm to no one. You know, unless it's a some some my way. You know what I mean? They come in my way. You know, so I mean, I do a lot of things too. I help out the community. You know, I I, I coach football and baseball for the youth. You know what I'm saying? And give back like that too, man. So you, you know, know I try to keep it out. Hey, speaking to, of that, we was trying to um, next time, uh, next time, Deshaun, uh, Sean Jackson come out this way. Make sure you bring your son out there. You know what I'm saying? To his, uh, his yeah. Son. Right, right. That that sounds good, man. For sure. You know what's funny? Yeah, when when that happened, when we went to the Deshaun Jackson thing, we uh, we actually went back to a we went back to the studio in Vacaville and we filmed a, a little commercial. And I don't know if you've seen it on the Vacaville t- on the Vacaville TV show. But we filmed the commercial for the for the uh what was it the uh the college college something football thing they had going on the combine. Oh, the Solano. Yeah, the Solano combine. Right. Yeah. And, and the coach that we that we was talking to, he was like, Yeah, you know, Muggsy's out there and I was like, Oh yeah, that's I knew you was gonna had to be coaching with Muggsy or something and, and that's when we got in a conversation about you and stuff and, and those dudes was hella cool. You know, them kids right. and, them kids out there has got some some going on for themselves. Man, I tell you what, it, it's just the future, man. I, I feel if we could keep a couple of kids off the streets, man, it'll help us out in the future and help them out, man. You know, seeing a lot from the block, you know, I I, I really don't want too many kids seeing what I had to see. You know, I I had to grow up uh, kind of pretty quick, man. You know, the average thirteen year old didn't see what I seen at thirteen years old. I seen way more than that. 
you know what I mean, than the average 13-year-old or whatsoever. So I try to get back and try to make sure I can keep some off the streets. I know I can't save them all, but I can, you know, save a lot. And out here they really, like, listen to me and respect me on that situation and, and uh, we try to move forward and things, you know, and the parents be down and, and lighten the guidance too, you know. So I just try to make it right, but I talk to them the way, you know, it's supposed to be talked to, you know. So right. I'll be doing my, my speech at the agility camps and all that, but I let the boys know. You don't want to see no parts of this street. You don't want to see no parts of it. You don't want to see what I've seen at all because, therefore, you, you don't know how to handle it. They they don't have tough skin like we do. Right. You know, we right. got tough skin. Our era got tough skin. They don't. They they pretty, like, soft up under there. You know what I mean? So they go fall to the streets real quick, and they go be on some drugs real quick. And, you know, they get addicted quick nowadays. You know what I'm saying? So we go on drugs. Too. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They just ain't going to care. They just can't go care. They don't. Too, ain't too many kids ready to fight nowadays. You know what I'm saying? So they just go. They don't care. So they go pull out that strap and you know take your head off real quick because they don't want to get knocked out. I don't want to see my kids fighting. They be in here too much on these on these video games. They don't know nothing about the streets. So I try to keep right. them out. Exactly, that, and that's the best way to do it, man. You know, keep keep them out the way, and you know, I mean, they go take their lumps somehow, some way. They go have they go have to learn somehow, some way uh, of different things. But as long as we can prevent it, you know, uh, enough, they'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I I look at my kids. It's funny because you guys probably feel the same way. I look at my kids and I go, I go, damn, I wasn't nothing like that. You like a a square. Like if if I was your age, I would take full advantage of you. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real. But, but it's like it's like um like if I could do it over, if I could do it over, and because my father my father passed, but if I could do it over, I was when I was sitting, you know, a lot of times we was riding in the car and I was quiet and shit, because he had, he was an Aries too, so too you know sometimes Aries don't like to talk, we like to be quiet and shit, just think and be thinking. So sometimes exactly. he'd be thinking, I'd be thinking, I'd be thinking. And it'd be conversations and shit that I could be learning about him when he was a youngster growing up, as opposed to just in my image of what I what I think he was when he was growing up. So it's like if you got a parent and they got information that you you should ask all the questions, you know, get all your questions in now. Why they why you got them right in front of you? So you, you know, what I mean, when you get older, the shit that they put on you when you younger, it comes into effect. And when you get older, you be like, oh, that's why he told me that, or why she that's why she was saying that. Well, that's why young right. he said. Because this and that and the other. Because when you get older and shit, like my father told me one time, he said, "Son, if you if you got money in your pocket, don't use credit. Just pay. Just just uh, if you got it, pay cash." But see, he telling me this when I'm like 13, when it don't really matter and shit. And I'm not thinking about that type of shit. So, but it's like, but when you get older and you and you you face with the proposition, oh, I got this money, I could just cash it out, or I could I could just just get it on credit and pay five dollars a month, ten dollars a month. But then when you start feeling, oh damn, I should have really just paid cash because I'm really paying a lot more for this shit than I need to. So, so it's like there's a lot of information that OG motherfuckers got that you youngsters need to start listening and learning and absorbing at an early age. You smell me? Sure, indeed. That's that's how I did it when I was young. I just listened to the older cats that was around me. You know, I was always with my older brothers and my and then I listened to my uncle and my older friends and stuff. You know what I mean? Because I was like the youngest, so I always tried to take heed and soak up their game and put their game into myself. You know, take their good 
you know, and, and and put it all into me. You feel me? So the youngsters out there, y'all need to listen up. I mean, you know, ain't nothing wrong with listening. I tell my youngsters nowadays, the kids that I be around, ain't nothing wrong with getting 3.5s and 3.4.0s, man. Women like that, you know what I'm saying? Women love a cat that get good grades. You ain't nothing square about that. You getting good grades, plus you got that swag. I mean, ain't nothing square about that at all. Square is the way you walking around. Now, if you walking around with your pants all the way up to, to the to the uh, your belly button, man, and and you know you got glasses <laughs> on and you and you flooding things, you know, and, and you're talking a whole, whole different talk. That's a whole different thing. But you also <laughs> look like you also look hella dumb if you fucking walking around and, and your pants is around your fucking your your fucking uh, thighs and, and your in your pockets. You gotta. Man, and you showing your ass all that shit. I hate that shit, blood. I don't like that at all. Right, right. If a, if a girl, if a girl got her computer, look, if a girl got her computer messed up and, and things, and she messed up, and she like, hey man, can you come up uh, fix my computer? And, and, oh man, I come uh, a dude that really, uh, you know, it's nothing wrong with her. A dude to be smart and go over there and fix know. that computer. She go love him every man. He fixed my computer. Ooh, he's smart. <laughs> she go right. love that. Look at the Bill Gates of the world You know what I'm talking about Look at the dude that invented Facebook And all these, all these dudes was probably geeks When they was in high school And probably was shunned And probably was, you know what I mean Bereaved or whatnot But now they sitting on stacks And now and now when you see them, you know what I'm saying Walking through the casinos or something They got a couple of bad chicks on their arm You know what I'm talking about all, all, Real talk. All, all fruits of the yeah. spoils. All fruits of the spoils. You know what I'm talking the about? The dudes that was hella hard in, in school is, is asking you for money at the donut shop. Uh, true indeed. True indeed. <laughs> Real talk. You know, so, so hey, Bugsy, 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 let's break it down real quick before, because, uh, cause of course, me and me and Omizi know who you are, but the world who's listening to right now, they don't they don't know who Muggsy is. Thirty thirty records. Uh, break it down. You're from the you're from the sick with a family E forties E forties brother and and all that kind of kind of break down your your family lineage and 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 how you came up where you came up at. All right, yeah, it's Muggsy, aka Muggzilla the Silverback Gorilla. I'm from the Mossy, the group the Mossy. I'm E forty little bro, D shot and sugar T little bro. Be legit cousin, you know what I mean of the Click. So you know I started from the days of the Click era. As far as being on songs like Extra Manage, Where the Party At, and then on albums such as the E-40's Hall of Game, Drinking Club, you know, and then to the update things that I'm doing right now, Solid Gorilla Terry Mindset. You can look at all, all my history up on YouTube and whatnot. Just type in that Muggsy thing and go to YouTube, and I got a whole little, uh, like, thing on there to where you can see all my videos, well, see some of the videos or see hear some of the music that I've done and whatnot. So um, yeah, man, it's a, it's just that that click era, man. You know, up under the whole click umbrella, sick with it umbrella. And then I started my own record label, Thirty Thirty Records, which brought out uh, people like Turf Talk, La Rue, uh, Nump, you know, the DBs, uh, guys like that. So therefore, you know, I'm trying to trying to make it make it right and you know just right right the right lane and the and get the that that lane and just stay in that lane. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Where, does, uh, this. where where do you where do young Muzzy see himself five years, ten years from now? Let's say five years from now. Well, 
of course, I'm gonna look at myself and see myself successful within anything I do. Like, I, like I, y'all know, I'm a fitness trainer also, you know. So therefore, I'm pretty successful in that. I coach football, baseball, things like that. Um, with this music industry, though, I see myself having my own lane. You know, um, I see myself still moving around, still making it happen. You know, um, I, I, I can, I can say I'm not gonna sell millions of records or anything like that, but I can say it's gonna be some good music out there that people is going to enjoy and it's going to be some albums sold in a long run process and um you know and they're going to enjoy my entertainment the music that i bring you know and uh I, i'm gonna I'm just give a give a it's gonna be a good shot you know what i'm saying and i feel i feel i'll be successful in whatever i do let me ask you so do you think would, would you consider yourself a hundred percent artist or or do you do it more for the love of the music and if the money comes it comes i mean do you do you you obviously have a have another job. You're, uh, you know, you're a fitness trainer and stuff. Do you consider yourself one day you want to be just a a full time fitness trainer and and keep doing songs or what? Well, I'm not gonna ever just do one thing. Um, it's, I, I don't call it a job. I don't call it a job. I feel that because um, I don't work under no one with the fitness right. training. It's my it's what I do. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I don't call it just a, a, a job. You know what I mean? I've been working for myself for a long time. But, um, of course, I see myself doing the fitness training training thing because I see already how I help people, older cats, younger cats, you know, get their life straight. As far as, you know, with the health and fitness where people having diabetes, I get their, their counts down to where now their insulin is lower. They're off of insulin. And people with high cholesterol and high blood pressure, you know, the, all the all their counts go down to where they are, they're not taking any pills anymore and things like that. So my life is always to help someone, you know. So in the future, I'm always going to be helping someone doing the fitness training. But the music is for the love. I love music. I can, music is like... Every 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 day I gotta hear a song, some type of song, man. Right. Music is my life. You feel me? That's that's what got me where I'm at, and um, I will never change that. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 just I can't never just sit in one thing, man. Uh, that's just not me. I get bored just doing one thing. Yeah, let me ask you a question real quick too, because I just I just took some blood tests last week. I'm pre-diabetic. My my blood sugar is like at 115. How can I bring that down? Well. Basically, you got to stop stop eating all the starches and slow down on them carbs and take out the candies and the, the the snacks and the you know the bad snacks you know and get get back to eating them fruits and vegetables you know what I'm saying to, to get that good earth stuff you know what I mean when it's right. when it's coming from the earth man it's always good because it's, it's natural you feel me once it's uh processed and into the sugars and things like that. I mean, you know, the candy bars and the donuts and all that, that's not natural for you. Feel right. Me? So I think you want to get rid of... Yeah, carbs, carbs, they say carbs is big. Cause I, I, don't, I don't really eat candy. I was drinking a whole lot of soda. I stopped drinking that. Um, but but the, I think the fucking burritos and, and, and tacos yeah. shit, that'd be fucking me up. Yeah, you know, too much bread, too much rice. You know the, the the burritos with the um refried beans. You know I got lard in it and stuff like that. So you want to instead of eating refried beans, you just want to substitute it with some black beans or some whole beans. You feel me? Right. So it's little things like that. You know that that can get it down. And then exercising, man, exercising is always good for the body. I don't care if you're on the treadmill for 15 minutes and do three sets of 20 uh, push-ups. 
You know what I'm saying? That's moving around. That's from having your body active, your heart rate getting up, that blood pumping through your, your veins, you know? You, that's what you want to have going on for for yourself every day. So I, I feel good. I did a mile on the treadmill today, so that was good. The great, great, man, great. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in the future, I'm going to have some things to where you can. membership, too. Yeah, I got my 24-hour oh, okay. fitness membership. So this morning I went and I did a mile on the treadmill. And then. Okay. And that's good. good. Well, what, what what I want to tell people too, man, is um, you know, when you say work out, it's not about just going in there and lifting heavy weight. That's that's not just working out. You know what I'm saying? If you try to build some bulk or something, that's when you do it. A good workout is you have to do resistant training. Uh, you could do lightweight and still get a good workout and still have a good body. But in certain ways, you got to do it. But you got to do that resistant training. You got to do that cardio and uh, all together. You can't just leave do one without the other. Because if you're just doing cardio, yeah, you're going to lose a little bit of weight, but your body fat still going to be there, you know. Right. So that resistance training is what burns body fat. So you got to go ahead and do the resistance training and cardio and eat right, and everything will come intact. So, Muggsy, if somebody want to, if somebody want to talk to you and they and they feel like and they they're like, wow, this guy's really spitting game and and he can help me out. Um, do you is is your training part of that? Can they get in contact with you and yeah, they call yeah. you and contact stuff? Me. Yeah, they can contact me on uh, Twitter, you know, uh, the Facebooks, you know. The, on Twitter, they can contact me at the Real Muggsy. On uh, uh, on Facebook, there's Muggsy Mugzilla. Yeah, y'all can contact me like that, and uh, you know, we can talk a little bit and see what I can do for you. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not really up to me to. I mean, I could just lead you to the water. I can't make you drink it. You feel me? Right, right. <laughs> but you know, some people just need that leadership. You know, and they, exactly. and then they then they they just need to know how to do it. They're just lost right now. They're sitting at home going, "Damn, I I need just a little bit of motivation to get me started." And right, and well, me, the, well, the motivation should be the motivation should be is younger kids getting diabetes nowadays, teenagers having high blood pressure, teenagers having high cholesterol counts, and things like that. So, um, you know, as, as a young teen and y'all teenagers are a young adult. Um, when you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high diabetes like that, it's, so, it's just giving you a point or an, uh, it's letting you know that your life could be uh, short, real short. You know, I don't mean to say it like that, but I got to be real. You know what I'm saying? Anything, you could die from anything, but to try to prolong it as much as you can, you, you need to start exercising and you need to get your body right. You know what I'm saying? If your body right, your mind right, your soul's right. Right, right. Hello. Hello. If you have something to say, call right now, 714-694-4150. Soul Kitchen Radio. So we got Young Muggsy on the phone. We got Big Old Measy on the line. And uh, and we're talking about we're talking about Muggsy and, and everything he does. So if you want to if you want to hit him, hit him on Twitter at the real Muggsy M U G Z I or uh, Muggsy Mugzilla on Facebook. And you know, get with this guy. He's gonna he can help you if you're if you're old, obese. And or maybe maybe you're real skinny. You just feel like you're you're, you know, you just feel like you're you're uh, held down by something. Let this guy talk to you. Hit him up, the real Mugzilla. Right. Let's talk about let's talk about this boo thing real quick, cause, because I, I do like this song. You know, it, right. it, it gets back into to to doing something for your for your girl. You know, the boo thing. That's like a big thing everybody's talking about now. Everybody says boo right. thing. I see it on Facebook. I see it on Twitter all the time. Let's talk about right, where. Tell, tell me sorry about that. Hold on, we got we do got a call on the line five four one. What's up? Who's this? Uh, this is Space Poet. 
How's it going? What's up, Space Poet? You on the phone with Mugzilla? <laughs> you on the phone with Mugzilla? Hey, what? You know what? I just um, I just wanted to call in because uh, I just like all the knowledge that you guys are kicking in. I think like it's real important that you get that message out, man, because uh, the culture, a lot of the hip hop culture, or let's say the corporate culture that produces some of these acts, um, you know, it dumbs down people, and therefore um, they, they end up uh, not eating correctly. I mean, it leads to all types of different directions, you know. And so it's like people just need to get smarter, man, and it is cool to be smart. <laughs> and I think that's a great message, and I'm glad that you guys are um, preaching that message. Where, where uh, you appreciate you. Where uh, you right from? now, I'm... Actually, right now I'm in Oregon, man. <laughs> cool. I'm from the I'm from the Bay, though, man. Cool. Shout out. Oh, that's to big. You, Shout out to you from the Bay. So Muggsy, yeah, that that that's good, man. So at least we're we're getting we're getting uh we're getting out there. You listen all the time, Space Ghost. <laughs> space poet. Oh, space poet. <laughs> 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 hey, actually, man, I think I may I mean the Click the Legendary Crew, and um, I may know. Uh, I knew one of E40's cousins, Andre, but I can't remember his last name. Andre, huh? Andre, I don't remember his last name. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, but anyway, appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah, we just, we just, on real, I'm on some real time, on some real life, you know what I mean. And so, you know, I'm not going to be fake about nothing. I, I want to see people, you know, I want to see our youth grow. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and with hip-hop or whatever you want to call it, hip-hop and fitness goes together. You know, nowadays you got to look good um, out there, you know, or, make it, or have that swag if you want to be successful in hip-hop. So why not exercise and get your body right at the same time, get your body and mind right? And hip-hop, if you don't have the right brain on you, then therefore you go get messed over on some record deals. You know, you can be the tightest artist, but you go get messed over on some record deals, and therefore, you know, what happens after that? Bad news. Bad news. It's all bad. So, Muggsy, let me ask bad you a news. question. When we talked about this, something that we that we ask everybody, would you take a 360 if somebody was like, man, I really love that shit? Would you take a 360 if a, if a label came to you? I don't know. I, it got to be the right talk. Right, I'd right. Rather, I'd rather uh, have, you know, own my own thing, situation, be in control of my own situation. Right, right, yeah. So especially, if I have... With with all the knowledge you have in your family, as far as far as the industry, because I I don't think uh, I don't think Omizi would take a three sixty. Home Right, right. Well, it's like Shit, I, I have, to have part, more ownership. If I have more ownership or or whatsoever, I have a good percentage in the situation. Then I will I will go ahead and do it. But if it's not the right talk, why well, why should I do it when I can make more money doing what I do now? Right, right. Hey, uh, you know, hey, without the headaches. Go ahead. Yeah. What kind, yeah. Of, what kind of poetry do you do? Um, you know, I do all sorts of uh, different poetry. Okay, stay uh, on the line. You know, gonna, stay on the line, space yeah. We're gonna, we gonna get back to you after we play this boot thing song, and we're gonna uh, and and just stay on the line. Hold on. Okay, Muggsy, let's talk about Wait, this. Let's talk, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got off the subject. Let's talk about boot thing, man. I, I I like the song. Tell me about it. Okay, real quick. 
because I got to get to, to this uh, situation real quick. So real quick, um, that boot thing, man, it's just, you know, the significant other that you just uh, interested in and having a ball with on the side. You know what I'm saying? That's the boot thing. You feel me? Um, or you could go to a situation to where if it's your lady, you know what I'm saying, you could call her your boot thing. You feel, right. feel me? So boot thing is just a song that I want to – I just want to make good music. And I felt that the song was some good music, a different a different um, category, a different uh, – title, you know, and I just wanted to make some, a, a good feeling song to where the crowd could feel it, the girls could feel it, you know what I'm saying, and just in, enjoy the whole thing, and then it's, it's not nothing square about it, because the men, is, you know, it's telling them, hey, man, that's your boot thing on the side, man, you know, go have fun, all right? All right. Yo, Muggsy, okay. man, <laughs> ain't no square nothing about it, huh? You gotta, yeah, gotta, throw, yeah. gotta throw that in there, don't, he ain't no punk. <laughs> For what, man, that was not to me to cut y'all's eyes off, can I uh, go ahead and Call you guys back a little later, or, or whatsoever. Okay, I'm, I'm just about to let you go, man, because I know I know you had to go. You got stuff to do. I want to thank you again uh, for coming on the show. Follow him on Twitter at the Real Muggsy. Um, anything else before you go? We're gonna about to play this boot thing, and then and then Muggsy's gonna be gone. So so any, any last words, Muggsy? Yeah. Me? yeah, man. Um, go oh, ahead, no, man. Check much, me out on that. success, man. Do your thing. All right, thanks, man. Go ahead and check me out on that YouTube, y'all. Uh, you know, go ahead and check me up on YouTube, and then go to iTunes and download my music. See, and let me know, man, if y'all like it. You know, comment at the uh, at the uh, Twitter thing, the Real Muggsy, or on Facebook, Muggsy Muggzilla. You know, go ahead and add me and like me on the uh, Facebook too. You know, so I'm out there, and I thank you guys for the interview. Really appreciate you guys. All right, Muggs, holla. Much success to y'all. We'll do it again too. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Sandin, it's your nephew, Turf Talk, man. Turf Sinatra, I rap for the mob. And you in the soul kitchen, man. Yeet! Okay, here come that boot thing. There it is. Always keep it real. 
your boy got cash flow. Gucci, Vicky, take you on a shopping spree. Baby, I can take you everywhere that you gotta be. Early, I can set your shoe game up. These are the things that the boo thing love. You know how I do it. <laughs>
Petrified Forest Standard, Stone Blessing Encampment, Mystical Avalanche that brought life to the masses. If it does worship Merlin to fill the back, oh, man. Black right. oh, man, that sounds like that's the whole foot. That was dope. That was dope, though. That was dope, though. I like that. Hear more, man. Can you call in more often? Every week, more on the Yeah, sure. All right. Every week. Yo, that that was That's nice, man. I mean, I mean, keep keep it keep it. Uh, maybe thirty two, forty six, forty eight, something. Not not maybe maybe a minute. Well, not well, a minute. It's, it's it's like it's kind of like John Coltrane, man, or like Hendrix when they do like like, like big pieces, fourteen minutes, man, fourteen minutes. Long. It, it, it is definitely nice to hear an original piece, you know, something that has some substance in it. That's nice. Man, yeah, that was good, man. I, I want you to be a to be uh to come on the show more, man, because that's that's part of the soul kitchen is 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 reaching into your soul, and I think poetry is is a big part of that, you know. And what got you into poetry? Uh, you know, I've always done poetry. Uh, it's a spiritual practice for me, okay. and I think the main point the, the main point in life is to become realized, you know. Okay, cool. I, I like that, man. Can, big ups to you, man. Shout out to you in Oregon. And, uh, all right, man. all right. I want to say blessings, 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 blessings to all of you. All right. Well, have a great day, man. It's uh, it's the it's the space space poet on Soul Kitchen Radio. All right, he's gone. So, Big Leroy, what's up, man? Yes, sir. Man, man, I'm I'm able to sit down. You know what I'm saying and relax. I'm back at the crib. I was um out at the Grand Canyon again, yo, uh, yesterday. I was out there. It was amazing. Y'all been uh, shooting some out there? Nah, actually, just just went on out there to um you know take a look. I, I went to the Grand Canyon about two months ago. The one side of it that was only about took me about like two hours to get there, but this time it was five hours up and back. But it's worth it. If you, wow. you guys never yeah. been to the real Grand Canyon, Canyon. Peep, never peep, peep it out, one of God's wonders. It's amazing. Wow, I, I, I've seen it on new things. I'm, I'm starting to try to do things that I naturally never did before. I never really had interest in doing, you know, hiking. I mean, I'm a city boy, you know, so I wasn't, you know, really all off into hiking doing all that extra stuff, but lately, man, I don't want to call it doing a bucket list or nothing, but <laughs> I, I, I've been just really having fun exploring what, you know, what what this world is all about. You know, I've always been a nomad anyway, you know? Wait a minute, so is that is that all part of uh, that conversation we had when I was in L.A.? Remember, we was on the phone and we was talking and, and I went for my invitation. Is that is that all part of that? <laughs> Well, you know, man, it's it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, it's a little bit of it all, man. It, it, you know, it's it's called. You know, put you on the spot, Leroy, when you call my show. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but you know, it, it's really it, it's really just exploring, man. You know, I want to say I did it all. You know, there's not a lot of guys that could say they did it all. I went here, I went there. You know, I done, you know, I done jumped off. I, I was all off in the. Brazil, I done jumped off the ferry and swam to the shore. I realized I wasn't as athletic as I thought I was halfway in. I was tired as hell. These cats from Uruguay, man, them cats can swim, not me. But I made it to the shore, y'all, and I had that delicious drink called conchasa. It was wow. beautiful. It was like a mojito with caprinha. 
Yeah, all that. <laughs> to all my Brazilian <laughs> folks, I want to say uh, obrigado and quanto custas how much, but obrigado is what's up. That's good. You know, Omizi be traveling all over the place. Omizi, have you jumped off a boat and slammed to the shore yet? Oh, man. uh, I mean, shit, not recently, but I I, I have been on a whole bunch of escapades, you know what I'm talking about, in my lifetime. But uh, that, that when he was talking about the sangrito with the mojitos and the, and the thing like that, I, that sounds like I need to do something like that. Woo! Yo, and when you in Panama Canal, McDonald's sells chicken, and it's called a McCrispy. I don't had a McCrispy. What? It's <laughs> it, fried chicken? Yeah, it's, yo, believe it or not, to me, it kind of tastes like, uh, it kind of tastes like KFC, man, but I want to say this, you know, I'm looking for that 13th herb, you know what I mean? They be like, yo, they got them 11 herbs and spices and 13 herbs and spices. Yo, man, I don't know. I'm still on a, a search. Mm. Hey, speaking of KFC, speaking of KFC, I might have had the best KFC ever last night, and <laughs> definitely wasn't because I was high. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You so that best weed no, ever. No, you know what? Every time I sell 40, I had the best this. He always been like, nigga, you was just high. But this time I was really, I was really just, this time I really just, I really just did get a good. You got sometimes you get a good like Carlos Rossi. Sometimes you get a good batch. You get a good cook. Yesterday I had a, it was a, whoever was chefing at the at the KFC. They did their thing, man. Kudos to them. That shit was good. I had the, the motherfucking regular uh, spicy regular chicken with the mother. It was spicy with the um, or actually crispy with the motherfucking. Um, Grilled chicken too. Shout out to Muggsy on the grilled chicken. Muggsy, but that shit was right, man. That shit was proper. That shit was proper. Real talk. Mm. I still say, mm. still mm. say that, uh, Popeyes is the best though. Popeyes got the best chicken hands down though. I tell you, yeah, what. wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I, I have to, I have to, uh, I, have, I have to um, say something here. I don't know about it being the best. <laughs> my my <laughs> wife got the best. I'm a, what I'm about a, wing? I'm what about wing stop? Well, man, I'm going to tell you, uh, 
I have actually, well, I know I have a Hillbilly Highway coming out that I did with uh, Eddie Griffin, and that's pretty cool. I actually, I did a few things for this film. Um, I assisted with uh, the generation of the funds. I brought the uh, investor in, so we filmed the movie. Uh, so I get my my uh, producer credit. I um, you know, you're always going to uh, position yourself to make some bread. And uh, but the coolest thing is I I decided as the cherry on top, I threw myself in the film. Uh, I didn't want to saturate myself in the film, but I'm um, I'm throughout the beginning of the movie, so it's kind of a little treat to myself. Big ups to Coke Daniels, uh, the director, and my boy Eddie Griffith, executive producer, also who uh, definitely did his thing in the movie. Man, can't wait till y'all see it. And I did a film hey, with uh, Omar Gooden. Uh, I heard not to cut you off, but I heard that um, they was doing a um, um, uh, was it was it Eddie Griffin movie, the, um, Another Brother, or some shit. Or, um, what's that shit called? The movie he was. Oh, doing. the Undercover Brother. Undercover oh, Brother. Oh man! Oh my goodness, man! I cannot wait till we get that one rolling out, man. It's still right now. It's still in talks. Um, I know Eddie is, uh, last time I talked with him, I know he was positioning himself to, to more or less purchase the whole franchise, and I think that'll be a real strong look along with merchandise, action figures, and everything, because people really love that movie. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, especially everybody who watched it at home, <laughs> you know, watched <laughs> on the uh, HBO and everything like that. So I, just, I think America and abroad is, is uh, gearing themselves up for it. A definite uh, strong part too. So, so I, heard Leroy, of, I heard the script, but I, I can't tell y'all secrets yet of that. <laughs> Leroy, uh, Leroy, yeah. uh, Let me ask you a question because you were just about to mention the movie with Omar Gooden. That's the uh, the candy. What was that called? Oh, oh, well, actually, yeah, we did Candy Shop, but we did another film called um, Christmas in Compton. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that, yeah, that one. How, that how, how did like, I want to know how? How was it? I was playing a tough gay dude in Candy Shop. Oh, man. You know what? Well, he really, I can't call him a gay guy, but he was a he definite was one of them cats that would say some <laughs> lightweight gay shit. Okay? <laughs> he would say some, he would well, say he some flirtatious shit. He was, he was like a, I guess the whole thing in the industry, people would talk about the gay rapper. So he had this character in the film, uh, Cock Diesel, and you know if you, you've seen the oh, movie, yeah. it, it, it was it was it was hard as hell, dog. It was it was strange was because I, I, lo- I love the movie. Hey, it was fun. Hey, did you hear that? He said Cock Diesel was hard as hell. Yeah, balls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you about the film. You know what? I the the way that movie worked out for me, I did not even like. I crashed the set. My boy Omar, we worked on Barbershop, the series that was on Showtime. And, uh, you know, that's my gambling buddy, real real talk, man. We'd play poker and dice, and I would throw all these little poker games at the crib, niggas gambling, just having a good time at my, my North Hollywood spot. And um, Omar was like, yo, man, you know, let's stab one down to the set. I'm like, all right, I'm about to make some money. So we get over there, and I, I see the director, and they're doing the movie. It was like, I think, the first or second day of filming. And I took my headshot and resume, and I just put it on the on the director's laptop. And I didn't think anything was going to happen for me and shit. But I guess there was some issues with the actor who was originally playing that part. Now, real uh-huh. talk, he was a, it was a guy already playing that part, and he was big-timing on the set, man. Homeboy was like, but every between takes, he was getting on his cell phone, and, wow. you know, they asked him to do something. He was bringing all kinds of drama. 
So they were immediately going. He was playing career Russian roulette pretty much. And well, real quick, they, Leroy, they were, hold yeah. on, Leroy, real quick, because we're about to go into half an hour. So if you want to hear the oh. rest of this, you better get on right now or go to iTunes, download it. Uh, Big Leroy Mobley is on the phone. We're talking about some Hollywood hey. actor type shit. So, so go ahead, Leroy, finish up. I just had to throw that out there. Right on. Take care, y'all, and, you know, stay on. So here we go. So what happened was the uh, the actor was bringing a lot of drama to the set, and he was pissing the whole, you know, production team off. So I get a call, and they were like, hey, you know what? We want, we were looking at you for this role because I was telling Omar, man, damn, I want to get down and be up in this movie. So uh, next thing you know, they it came down between me and two other guys, and the day – like, I, I, man, I was in Sacramento, matter of fact. Uh-huh. I got the call to come on down to the audition, so I jumped in that damn Viper, and I sped down that damn freeway so fast because I know Hollywood uh, doesn't do anything for you, and whenever there's an opportunity, you have to be ready. So I sped down to Hollywood, did the audition, and I was like, can y'all please let me know? So I was excited, man. I, I That night I was out, and... I'm, I'm, I went and had some drinks, and I um, I had booked a play also. Uh, I was going to play Loretta Devine's husband <laughs> in some type of play. We were going to do a play, and I was a, a saxophone player. It was crazy. And so it came down to those two gigs. Man, they called me up, and they was like, uh, sorry, we're going to go with this other guy. I was pissed, right? So, and you know, I got the saxophone and everything for the play. Next thing you know, the next morning came. And 7 in the morning, I had just got in the house at 6.30, right? 7 in the morning came, my car's still warm, I'm sleepy as hell, been up all night. I get the call, hey, you still want to be in the movie? I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, when can you be on set? Uh, I said, uh, when would y'all like me on set? Right now. Bring this, bring that, bring this, and bring that. I was like, what? I was like, oh, jeez, uh, okay, yeah, I got all those type of outfits. I'll bring that. What do you need me to bring? Uh, weapons? I bring guns? Jeez, I got <laughs> I got every damn thing. So, man, look, and this is before they had five-hour energy, man. I just jumped in the car, threw my stuff, uh, well, hit the shower, jumped in the car, drove down to the set, found the set, and walked on there. And I'm going to tell you like this, the craziest thing, I never got to um, that whole thing. I didn't even know what the character was about. I got to uh, read my lines uh, a half an hour before I performed them. So everything that you've seen in the movie, it was no uh, character. I wasn't able to like. It almost seemed character. like it was improv. It almost seemed like it was like, like it was just off the top of the head type shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy. They, they the director yeah. would tell me, okay, okay do this. Do this. Do that, do that, and I did not know who they were who wanting they, me to, like, like imitate. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it, you know, so, you know, it didn't hit me until later on. on. But, uh, but uh, the movie went, it, it, it went pretty well. Uh, I had the original cut of the movie. And personally, I really loved the original cut. There was a lot of extra scenes that were taken out. But the director, their system crashed, and they lost all the... Footage, so they had to like recut the movie, and it was a little bit different than the original cut. Good thing is, if you got Netflix, you could go to Netflix and you could get uh, Candy Shop on Netflix. No. That's how I work. <laughs> nice. That's how I work. Nice. I know it looked crazy. I mean, that character, I mean, the things that I had to say in that movie, when you were a straight sav like myself, 
And you have to, you know, when you're jumping into an industry uh, like Hollywood, you you do learn that you're not married to any role, and it is just a performance. So you do the best you can. And Will Smith, Will Will Smith, done played every damn near every kind of part. He's played homosexuals and everything. Yeah. 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 But the but the thing about it, you had in this in this character's role. You, you, you had, had to say some things. Like, mm, <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, 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 I'm not turn down that road. That's one of them roles I'm gonna turn down myself. <laughs> but I saw where you was going with it. I mean, you know, it is what you what you best. Did you get a chance? To, did you see Candy Shop, uh, Omizi? Did you get a chance to see it? No, I'm gonna no. check it. You know, he got this dude got so many damn movies, man. I have to shit. I'm, I haven't seen a couple. I've seen him in a couple. Of, what you think of Black August? Did you, did you get the chance to see Black August on music? Well, I only seen uh, the the parts he let me see because you know I was there. You know when we was at St. Q's house and a couple other people, so I was like, you know. It's also on I Netflix. Go to, to Netflix and get Black August with uh, Big Leroy Moby. That's out there too. Oh yeah. And so. Well, you know, it's it's right. it's been a hell of the best thing I like about you guys. You know, you niggas, my niggas for life. Right. Back in the day, day. So when you know the personal joy besides the money that you make when you do a film or anything a television show is when you guys are watching TV and then I get a text man I you didn't know I ain't know you was on that that honestly that's the real joy that I get like cats like, like the oh, Super Bowl man, Super Bowl had... commercials when I text you on the Super Bowl yeah that I was big that was big I got through it three Super Bowl commercials in a row. Yeah. And uh, one was Emmy nominated, so that was hot. All of a sudden, in August, all kinds of money, extra money came in. Yeah, but tell everybody, Shouts out tell to everybody Audi. About, tell everybody about the other job, the, uh, the, um, the, the game show. Oh, you saw that? <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, wow. How much do you have yeah, to pay for motorcycle, man? Uh, well, you know, well, let me break it down for everybody that doesn't know. I went on this TV show called Let's Make a Deal, and uh, I put this costume on. One of my costumes, I was a SWAT team cop. I was able to, you know, I worked on the movie SWAT, so I knew where we got uh, the props from. So I went to that shop because I always like to have costumes available for different auditions. And I went down to Las Vegas to visit my family and everything, and I found out that they were shooting Let's Make a Deal from a good friend of mine let me know. And we went on over to the show, and I went on the show, and I'm going to tell you this. I sat through two tapings. The first taping, I'm looking around. I'm like, yo, I know I got the tightest costume on in this joint, right? And they didn't pick me. I was pissed. I was like, you know what? I ain't put this clown suit on for nothing. So the they were like, okay, we're doing a second taping. So I was like, I'll hang around. I, you know, what, I'm, what else am I doing? Uh, they were filming at the Tropicana in Las Vegas. Next thing you know, the show is going on. They called me up. I'm like, what? They tell me I could choose these two boxes. Then he's like, well, you know what? You could choose what's behind curtain number two. And they just gave a dude a wheelbarrow full of potatoes. So I'm like, yo, you ain't going to do no brother like this, Wayne. Come on, man. Come on, Wayne. <laughs> And uh, you know, because and then next thing you know, I chose I chose that damn commercial and that damn 2010 Ninja Kawasaki motorcycle popped out staring at a nigga. I was like, what? 
I said, yo, it was a real nigga moment. I said, yo, Wayne, is that me? Yo, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, I ran down them damn stairs and jumped on that bike. I high-fived the model. Like, what? And I did all <laughs> the straight nigga poses. Did you see me, yo? I'm hey, like, hey, but you yeah. know what? Yeah, hey, but you know what's crazy about you is, like, you be having, at the same, you be having hella, um, like, hella, um, Moments in your life where, like, hella uh, tribulations, trials and tribulations, but you, yeah. you, you also the luckiest motherfucker I've ever met too. Like <laughs> this motherfucker always like he's the type of motherfucker that'd be like, man, I was just walking down the street, bro, was like, and I just found a thousand dollars. It was the craziest shit ever. Oh, I'm telling you, I'd be like, God damn, this nigga got the he's the luckiest <laughs> motherfucker that got bad luck, and he got bad luck, but he got the best luck. Look, and, and he also, also yeah. in every picture of Diddy, Leroy Mobley's in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, he's at the Grammys, MTV Awards. I can't wait to read your book, man. You feel me? That's going to be some hilarious <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, you know what, man? The craziest thing about that is, you just never know where life's going to take you. And, right. you, know, you know, in my life, I'm going to be real. I know like the next cat, I've done had some, you know, life and death situations. And life, originally I was born in Atlantic City, New Jersey, came out of California. I done been to places where cats were shooting and I'm right next to the guy to get his head blown off. I'm like, oh, man, life is too short. Then I'm working at a warehouse. Get hit, get hit by a damn forklift. I'm like, oh man, life is too short. What do I do? I think, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, I'm driving with some buddies and some damn metal fly through the damn car window. Could have hit me in my high top fade. I'm like, life is too short. So I say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna. I believe that destiny is not by chance. It's by choice. So I said, bump it. I'm gonna take my black ass out to Hollywood. I slept in my truck, and Omizi would tell you it wasn't because I was broke. It was because I believed in myself enough to go out there and hustle. I was making $120,000 a year on my job, and I just wanted to live. I felt like I was just existing. O would tell you I was buying buying drinks. Back in the day, I didn't even drink. (laughs) My cranberry juice, that was my number right there. You get cranberry juice, and be like, what is that? Oh, man, this is a Russian red eye. You wouldn't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So you I know, got you out know there what, and... Mm. You know what reminds me of you every time I see it? Is What's that? When I'm watching, when I'm watching uh, Ethan Tremblay in, in Due Date, and they're driving, and he pulls out all his headshots, and he goes, that's that's my... Uh, that's my, my teeth. Oh, I'm a gangster right there. I'm a fireman right there. And... Yeah. And that one, <laughs> you remember that? You seen Due Date? Yeah. You know, I haven't seen that movie yet. I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, my God. Due Date is hilarious. And, and and he has all these different headshots. And I remember the day you showed me all your different headshots, all your different poses and shit. And that, every time I yeah. see that, it reminds me of you, man. Oh, man. You know what? Thank That's you, fun. man. I, I'm going to tell you something. And this, I got to give shout out to O on this. Because real talk. The first time I ever seen myself professionally on television was uh, uh, me, Omizi, and, and JB took my Drop Top 67 Mustang Scraper down to uh, D-Shot's music video called Huckleberry. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's really and, about that. Yo, I, 
at that time, I'm just sitting up there blessed to want to be in the damn spot. Oh, this is a music video. Wow. And next thing you know, they caught me with a nice-ass cameo to the point where, you know, I didn't have a cell phone back then, but niggas was hitting me up. Nigga, yo, I see ya. <laughs> you know? And it, it made me feel like, it, it made me feel so fucking good that I'm, a lot of people forget where they came from. A lot of people, in my opinion, don't like to, like, give props where credit is due. And I have to thank my man, oh, for just allowing me to drive. You want to drive? I'll drive y'all. I'll drive y'all. Don't even worry about no gas. Where we going? So we had a... It was a... Sacramento, man, when Sacramento used to be popping back in the 90s. Man. Yeah. I remember the lowrider car shows. I used to rap at the lowrider car shows. Big up smooth mentality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my group. Man, I remember them days. Sheesh, when Sacramento used to have clubs that I, I didn't bring my butt to, but is that place called the, uh, what's that place? The Touch of Class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Tees. Class, wow. Bobby Tees and I don't know, Savannah, is that still popping out there? Class, holy shit. But, yeah, uh, yeah remember, man. Uh, you remember um, Vogue Entertainment? You remember Vogue, Robert, Robert Russell? Yeah. 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 yeah I, just hooked, uh, I just hooked him up with a club uh, downtown Sac. I think he's going to start, uh, he's going to start like in a, about a couple weeks on Thursday. It's going to be on Thursday, right down the street, across the street from uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. And uh, it's going to be just straight 30-plus, uh, man. It's going to be grown folk shit. It's going to be like mm-hmm. the 90s, man. We're going to bring that same feeling back. It's going to be, you know what I mean? We're going to do everything. Every, the, principles, the principles of the old school club, that's we're going to bring night. all that shit back. Man. I learned my lesson on Thursday that's night, man. That's, I learned that you don't do a club on Thursday nights. For some reason, it don't ever pop off. Shit, yeah. exactly, too. And Sack do. <laughs> Sack has got a different different change of heart now, huh? Yeah. yeah you gotta oh, always man, understand. You know what? Sack is okay. always is different than any other place, dude. I promise you when I tell you. Right. This. I know. I know. Yeah. Been there, done that. Yo, I got a, I got a story for you though, both of y'all <laughs> that y'all probably didn't know. Back in the day, the first audition, and this is going back. It came down. Remember, there was a a television show in Sacramento. Everybody, a lot of people went out to audition for it. I'll tell you what it was. But my main man, my main man who's a friend, (laughs) you look at you, you already know, scratch. Dang, you got it out of my mouth, yo. Yeah, man, um, Craig Jackson booked the role. Yeah, that's real. Sack, uh, Craig Jackson got the role. I auditioned for it, yo. I I was like, oh, man, there's a chance I could get this. Thing, you know, man, I ain't get that damn part, but that fire, I was hungry at that point. I'm like, man, every time I see that show, I'm like, yeah, all right, man, I want to get on that show. And uh, it didn't happen for my ass, but uh, I went on down to Hollywood. Did y'all see me on that's No Ordinary Family? Yeah. No, I didn't that's see it. I didn't see that. Yeah, it did. 
Yeah, it did. Big ups to Craig. His ass is staying busy. I, I see him on a lot of things. Uh, I think they brought his show back, 30 Seconds yeah. to hey, Fame. Don't, don't trip. Hey, you must don't even know this. Uh, I know you know that uh, Marcus Allen was in it, but did you know that one of the other characters was Lisa Ling? What? Lisa, no. Lisa Ling, they used, they used, Lisa Ling, they used to be on The View. Yeah, she was on the original. She, she, she from Stack, they on anything. Wow. I remember the big deal in Zach. That, that's one of them things where people from SAC that, that's big in different places, if they came back and gave back and let motherfuckers know, you know what I'm saying, like niggas like Lester Holt and shit, like motherfuckers like that, man, that'd be, it'd be cracking. Yo, check this out. This is going to throw you. I was, um, I'm part owner of a production studio in North Hollywood, TDJ Production Studios on Burbank Boulevard, where me, you can uh, do all your movies and films. But, <laughs> I think um, one more thing about that? Get me in there. <laughs> well, we shoot them. Come on down. But uh, the guy, uh, we they gave an, uh, a lifetime achievement award to one of the producers of the um, the films, all the films, scary movie. It was for the Burbank Film Festival, and it was uh, a week ago. Oh, man, we just we he just dropped, and that's it. We he can't call back because the show's over. We're gonna use this opportunity to exit stage, right? <laughs> I'm going to have to call him on the phone. That's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll holler at him, man. Hey, everybody, that was Big Leroy Mobley. Just like that. Man. Oh, uh, really? Well, it's, we ain't, we ain't went overtime in this one. We have fun every week, old Measy. I'm glad we're doing this, man. Man, take it. You should, you should call in sometime on Sunday morning. We talking hella shit about football. It's fun. Man, you know, I was like I said, I was in L.A., man. I was on a fucking flight, hungover and shit, flying back to SAC. You know what I'm saying? I was just through. I just, I was, yeah. I was barely able to watch a few, a couple of games, so it was good. But the right, Raiders, right. man, them motherfuckers, man, them motherfuckers look good, though. Oh my God, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting next week. I'll be with Mike. Mike is wearing his New England shit, and we're gonna be at the game. So. Oh, that's who they, who they play. They play New England. The Patriots next week, who just came off a loss to the Bills. It's gonna be a hard one. Uh, that's they what I'm saying. they're gonna be on. They after they had, and they only lost because they had that big ass lead. They didn't lose because they there was something. They don't. You know how motherfuckers. Tom Brady threw four interceptions. No, I'm talking about the Pats though. I'm talking oh, about the Pats. That's what I'm saying. The Tom Pats Brady threw four interceptions today, yesterday. Yeah, but he. That's what I'm saying. He relaxed and shit, and uh, you know what I mean. Like you know, after you get that big ass lead, you relax and you start relaxing and shit. Right. Right. And that's when them fools came back. They went on here and did. I like Buffalo though. Fuck that. I like these. Because like, the only reason I like Buffalo is because, uh, you know, your boy, um, YB the rock star, his 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 cousin is uh, Stevie Johnson and shit. So he been he been showing up lately. Oh yeah. Let me hold on. Leroy said he wanted us to call him back. Hold on. Uh-huh. <laughs> he he wasn't done. Let me see if it let me see if it allows us to call him back. Where's my phone thing? Uh... Hey, the Nets is hey, the Nets is in Brooklyn now. The Nets, the New Jersey Nets. Yeah, Jay Z just announced that the Nets are, are in Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Nets now. The Brooklyn Nets. Wow. Well, this thing's not letting me call back no more because the show is over, so we can't call in and call out. But look, it, it's a wrap. Let's uh, let's hook this up next week. We're back, and it's all good. So, Kitchen Radio. Uh, what? No, no, it's crazy.
Kitchen Radio.